We are back with another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Tara Lattimore. Uh, my voice is back, thank God. Um, we are, of course, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up at Saratoga Springs, Johnstone Supply in Troy and Mohawk Honda. This is our NBA playoff special. So this is all we're going to be talking about. Uh, if you remember last year, it was actually our first episode, like first or second episode ever. Mm-hmm. I was do. our NBA playoffs. Well, we're doing it again. Um, and it's going to be a really fun playoffs. We're going to dive right into it. Uh, Taylor's got his heat jersey on. I have my I work do. closed in because I literally just walked <laughs> in the door. Uh, but I would be having my Joel Embiid or, and or James Harden jersey on. Um, let's get right to it, Taylor, because obviously – and I don't want to – I don't want to predict the play-in games outright because some of them are the night of recording, and that's just not going to make sense for the people listening later on. Um, yeah. But the play-in games are as scheduled in the Easter Conference. <clears throat> Brooklyn plays Cleveland, which I think is probably the most intriguing of them all. Uh, Atlanta plays Charlotte as the 9-10, and 10, and then over in the Western Conference, uh, Minnesota <clears throat> plays the Clippers. And the Pelicans play the Spurs as the 9-10. No Lakers in the playoffs. Uh, they're one of five teams that were not in the playoff conversation in the Western Conference. So uh, a tough season for them, and we are going to move <laughs> forward with that. Taylor, where do you want to start, Western Conference or Eastern Conference? Um, Let's start in the West. All right, let's start with the West. Uh, play in tournament, I, I guess – Let's put it this way. Like, obviously, we, we both have the brackets in front of us, the 9-10s, mm-hmm. the 7 and the 8s. And for those who don't know the situation that plays out with these play-in tournaments, uh, the 7 and the 8 seed, so that would be Minnesota and the Clippers, the winner of that game is automatically the 7 seed. The loser of that uh, game has a second chance to play the winner of the Pelicans and the Spurs to become the eight seed. The loser of the Pelican and the Spurs is completely eliminated. So the 9-10 loser is done. The 7-8 loser plays the winner of the 9-10, and the winner of the 7-8 becomes the seven seed. I know that's a lot. It's not as complicated <laughs> as it sounds, uh, but let's dive right into it. When you look at this play in tournament, and I guess this is the way we're going to look at it, Give me the two teams. Like, give me the two teams that are going to come out of the play-in tournament because, I mean, we could sit here for 10, 15 minutes analyzing the play-in tournament games, and we could be wrong by the time this show airs. So our gut feeling, play-in tournament between New Orleans, San Antonio, Minnesota, and L.A., how do you think this is going to shake out? I mean, I, when it, when you look at these four teams, um, none of them really scream out as legit contenders in the Western Conference. If you remember last year, we were talking about, was it the Suns as the 8C red hot team? Mm-hmm. Or it was one of these teams, or it, it was somebody. No, the Suns. The Suns last year were so Suns were good last year. I think second, it was yeah. I think it was the Lakers. It might have been the Lakers. It, they were yeah. coming out as like the seven seed or something. It yeah, was somebody they, they that definitely was really were good. in the play in yeah. tournament last so, year. So uh, Warriors were too. Warriors were too. That's the team. Yeah. So yeah. Unlike last year, uh, and it it's different in the Eastern Conference, but the Western Conference this year, these are teams that are true borderline playoff contenders. But when you're looking at these four teams, who are the two coming out and what seeds are they? Um, in my opinion, I think 
uh, the Clippers beat Minnesota. Um, mm. Just because the Clippers have been playing really, really well lately. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they win. So they win that matchup. So then they go on to the seventh seed. Um, and then I think New Orleans beats uh, San Antonio. They've also been playing well since the trade, uh, getting CJ McCollum. I mean, who thought that he would be like, you know, the key to this uh, team's success. But, you know, he he's really shown out uh, and proven that he can be, you know, a leader on a team. <clears throat> Even Sands uh, having Zion. Um, but I think they win the tournament uh, or win the that game. So they would play Minnesota. And then I'm going with New Orleans again. I think New Orleans gets the eighth seed. Oh, wow. I, I, re- I really do think that they're playing well. I, and I just don't <laughs> trust Minnesota as much. I don't trust Shockers. Minnesota, but I do <laughs> I do like the way overall they've played this year. I do I do like them enough that I think I think they're gonna lose to the Clippers. I think you're right there that they become the seventh seed, but I think my change is Minnesota would beat New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans really has that true answer for a cat um, where, I mean, look, Brandon, I mean, Brandon Ingram could be a problem. I mean, New Orleans has been playing well, yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. I Minnesota has been better this year um, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm going to take them to become the eight seed. So I guess really when we're looking at it, we have the, um, Clippers, Timberwolves, and Pelicans in some way, shape, or form in the play-in tournament. And we will get back to the Western Conference uh, here in a second. I just want to get the play-in tournament games out of the way. Mm. Um, So we head to the Eastern Conference. The 10-9 is Charlotte and Atlanta. And I I, look, I I like Charlotte. I like what they've (laughs) been doing. I think they're trending in the right direction, but this is an, an Atlanta team that went on one hell of a run last year. I have disappointed a little bit this year when some people thought they'd take that next step, but they're still very talented. And in a one game playoff, especially in Atlanta, I'm not going to take Charlotte when it, when it appears to me that the Hawks are definitely the better <clears throat> team on that one. Yeah. I think the Hawks have been more consistent throughout the season. I mean, they have the same record, but um yeah, I mean, I trust Trey Young. I mean, the guy who literally took his team to the conference finals last year. So, like, I, I, I Trey Young, I think is going to be the best player on the court. As as good as Charlotte has been, as up and coming as they are, they've got good stars. You know, Lamelo Ball. They have lots of people to build around, and it's just not their time yet. <clears throat> I think Trey and the whole Atlanta team. I mean, they are they have some playoff experience under their belt, and that really does you know matter, um, mm-hmm. especially in the NBA. And so, yeah, I think it'll be a high-scoring game, I think, because neither of these teams play a whole lot of defense. Um, So I might be looking at the over, although the over is set pretty high because of that fact. Um, But, yeah, I think Atlanta comes out uh, the winner in this one. So Charlotte's booted. Atlanta goes to play the loser of the much-anticipated play-in game of Brooklyn and Cleveland. Obviously, Brooklyn is kind of like that false seven seed. Now they have Kyrie for the entire time, um, unless they end up playing Toronto, which I hope not because that would mean something bad for my fortunes. Um, So they have Kyrie playing the entire uh, series, whatever series they would end up being in, unless they falter here, playing the Cavs without Jared Allen. Uh, This Cavs team has not been the same without Jared Allen. Uh, that that has been a huge loss for them. They did lose a lot of size there. These the Cavs are one of those rare teams that used to they like to use three bigs with Mobley, Markinen, and Jared Allen. 
and losing Jared Allen has made them a little smaller and they have not been able to produce as well on a consistent basis. Now, Garland is an unbelievable player. I like Garland a lot, um, but this is a Brooklyn team that's going to have Kyrie and KD. And when I'm looking at a an undermanned Cleveland team, look, Darius Garland can carry a team for a game, um, but uh, with Kyrie, with KD, uh, it, it's tough not to take Brooklyn in this game. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, the two best players on the court undoubtedly will be Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, and missing Jared Allen is, is huge for Cleveland because he's one of their most important players, especially, obviously, on the defensive side. He is essential to their defense. Um, that being said, I will say that, you know, the play-in tournament is not a series, um, though you do have to lose two games essentially to well if you you're the seven eight if you're if you're the Nets you need to lose two games um, in order to get out of here um, and to get the boot but yeah no I I see Brooklyn winning this game um, but if for some reason they were to fall uh, you know I think Brooklyn would still make it so we have Brooklyn as a seventh seed which sets up the nine. Uh, eight matchup of Atlanta and Cleveland and Taylor. I don't know if this is really a surprise to you. Maybe it is. I, it, it would be different if Cleveland was at full strength, but I'm taking Atlanta. I'm taking yep, Atlanta to beat Cleveland. I, I just don't think that they're going to have the ability to keep up with the scoring that Atlanta can put up. Now, are they defensively challenged? Yes. Um, but I think Atlanta has enough and Cleveland doesn't have enough to keep to really stay with it. So Atlanta moves on to be the eight seed and they will face Miami later on. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I literally just laid it out a second ago. Atlanta has the playoff experience where Cleveland doesn't. Cleveland is another up and coming team um, that hasn't really hit a stride. Plus Jared Allen being missing is a huge deal. Um, I agree with you. I would give it a much more pause if Cleveland was playing at full strength, but they're not. So Atlanta. I uh, so let's go let's go to the Western Conference. Let's start with the Western Conference. So the one verse eight seed, which for you would be the Pelicans, for me would be the Timberwolves. I don't think it matters. I don't know. I don't think it matters. I wasn't worried either way. Yeah, whoever came out, it does not matter. This Phoenix Suns have proven year in and I mean, I mean week in and week out, that they have been the best team in the Western Conference this year. Um, I don't think that's been a surprise to anybody. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody listening to this show. I mean, Phoenix is just one of those teams that they have the build to, I mean, if not win the NBA championship, at least make it to the NBA finals. When you look at the Suns team, um, Booker might be the most under-the-radar MVP candidate ever. He's just been very unlucky because he is facing, you know, Joel, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, um, even DeMar DeRozan had a great year. Uh, so not a lot of people were talking about Booker, but he's played well. Uh, the Suns are obviously out for a little bit of revenge, obviously, for last year. Um, Chris Paul, back and healthy. And this is a Suns team that just seems to be vibing right now. And uh, they got good vibes only. And this is a Suns team that I think is going to make a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. I mean, what can you say about the Suns? I mean, they've been playing. They're the, they've are they been the best team all year. The record proves is 64 wins. That's a uh, record for the Suns uh, franchise. And this can, is arguably the best Suns team ever. You could argue that, um, at least. And, you know... Chris Paul at the helm, 
Devin Booker at the wing scoring at will. Uh, you got a great uh, defender in Bridges. You you have reliable in Jay Crowder. I mean, he doesn't always hit shots, but when he's on, he's on, and he hits those threes, and he can be a 3 and D guy. And then you have Aiton, who stretches the floor a little bit and can play great defense and can be an epic rim, rim runner if he needs to be. So this team is built perfectly. They have ridiculous chemistry on both sides of the ball, and that's what propels them to this like record and yeah they're going they're going far no they're not gonna they're they're probably gonna sweep the timberwolves more than likely and or pelicans um yeah let's whatever let's go doesn't matter (laughs) let's go to the two seven matchup which we both agree will be uh the clippers as the seven seed taking on uh, probably everybody is kind of Cinderella darling this year, the Memphis Grizzlies, who have came out and surprised a lot of people. I think a lot of people expected this Grizzlies team to be good. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be number two seed in the West good. Um, this is a Grizzlies team. Like, look, John Moran is about to hit the biggest stage yet for him. So that's going to be a big test. Um, I, I mean, he's had 35-point performances in big games this year. Um, facing off against the likes of Steph Curry, whether it was Damian Lillard early on in the year. Um, but this is a young Grizzlies team. This is a gr- young Grizzlies team. They, the av- Their average age, Taylor, is 24 years old. This is a young Grizzlies team um, that really have not had their taste of playoffs. So they really, and, and that could be the most dangerous type of teams. I mean, it could go both ways, but those are the type of teams that don't really grasp the pressure so they're just going in and they don't feel that pressure and they play loose and they play well that this is a team that could be dangerous um this is definitely in my opinion a team to watch here in the western conference and look you, you look at the clippers and they've been playing well like you said of late uh ty Lue has had them um thrive you know, had them thriving last postseason when he went small, had a lineup that could switch, disrupt, create mismatches. The way Norman Powell has looked since coming back, um, got playoff door, you know, playoff P is, you know, in the building and, you know, the door hasn't closed on a Kawhi return. Um, but even if Kawhi does come back and it's not sounding likely, um, he ain't coming back. It's not as I ever come back like early or like in the right. middle of the playoffs. He always it's, waits till the end. It's not enough. It's not enough. I'm going to take this Grizzlies team to, to beat the Clippers and it, it it won't be a sweep, but it might be five. Yeah. I mean, as long as John Moran is healthy, um, and you no, know, he was just recently coming back from injury as long as he's healthy and playing. And even, I mean, even without him, they still, uh, almost didn't skip a beat at all. The entire team has been playing lights out in the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they earned that second seed and yeah, I have all the confidence in the world that maybe, maybe they drop game one, you know, maybe, right. maybe those playoff jitters hit them hard and you know, the, the Clippers have been there. They've all been there and had hard fought battles in the playoffs. So maybe they drop game one, but then I could see them going on and winning four in a row. Like it, it could be that easy for them. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that Memphis will make it out of the first round. That brings us to the 3-6 matchup, which is another really good matchup. That would be the third seed Golden State Warriors taking on the sixth seed Denver Nuggets and some people's MVP vote, not mine and not anybody with a brain uh, vote in Nikola Jokic. But this is a Nuggets team running into a Warriors team that is back and as good as they've been in a 
in a good long time. Uh, you look at the Warriors and the big three, uh, you know, you haven't seen them on the court together that long. I mean, when Clay returned to the Warriors lineup, that was supposed to be the final piece. Then, you know, Draymond went out for two months with back injury. Steph sprained his foot. Um, and their projected starting lineup of them and Andrew Liggins and Kev- uh, Wiggins and, you know, Kevon Looney, they've just played seven seconds together this season, Taylor. Uh, you have not seen it much. Um, Jordan Poole has been a nice surprise for them. Um, and obviously you got the combination of now Steph and clay, um, and they're going to rely on their defense. They're going to try to rely on the defense that has slipped a little bit of late, obviously in the two months Draymond has been out. Um, it, it plummeted a little bit, but they're, you know, with Draymond back, they're starting to try to reassert themselves. This is a tough matchup for me. I mean, look, I, I, the Denver Nuggets produce a lot of problems. Mainly, I don't know who has an answer in the paint for Nikola Jokic. Um, this is a Nuggets team when I look at it. Um, you know, there's talk that Jamal Murray could be back. He's ramping up that activity. Um, they're going to be very cautious with him, of course. The same goes for Porter Jr. Um he went on he did that lumbar spine surgery in early December and has been out ever since. If the Nuggets get one or both of those players back, um, you don't want to face this Nuggets team. The question is is if and how much will they play if they do? And for that reason and that reason alone, I'm gonna take Golden State because they just have more to throw at you. Yeah, I don't I don't see those guys coming back and playing. From from what I'm hearing, the way it sounds like at at some point during the season it was rumored that maybe they might come back, but as we're getting closer, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see either one of them. I could be wrong, and if they do, then yeah, it's a different story. Um but it, it's one guy. We've seen it all season long, and that's why some people are giving Jokic an MVP vote is because it's one guy. I mean, you know, there's one superstar. He's facilitating everything on the offense and helping as as he can on defense. And so it, everything runs through him. So if you can slow him down and if there's anyone in the league that you can throw at someone and really, especially in the playoffs where you can be a little bit more physical, um, he'll get up in your grill. It's Draymond Green. We've seen it. He's one of the best defenders in the history of basketball. Um, and, you know, they're going to throw everything that they have at Jokic. And I don't know if he's going to be able to have the – stamina um to make it through a grueling seven game series if that's what it takes um with them throwing everything at him the warriors like you said have so many more options clay you got jordan Poole, who you know is trending even higher like Mm -hmm. he he could be a starter on this team soon um Mm -hmm. he probably should be they probably should be giving him starters minutes because he is that good um and you obviously have steph who at any point can go off nuclear and and so can Clay. So I, it's going to be their first playoff run in the Chase Center as well. Um, so I think that it's going to be intense. And I think, yeah, I, th- I think the Warriors make it through. It might be a long series. I could see this going seven. I could too. I could too. But if it, that, I think the longer this series goes, the I, better off it is for Golden State. For everything I just said, like Yogi right. is going to get worn down. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I agree with you, but at the end of the day, we both think Golden State's going to move on here. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas and Utah. Now, this is a really good matchup. However, 
how at, it, it was for me until the news. Oh yeah, today. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that Luca has the strained calf, and they don't know if totally he's going to be that. back. Yeah. Um, for that reason and that reason alone, if the Mavs don't have Luca, this isn't even a playoff team. So mm-hmm. let let let's cut the shit here. Um, I'm assuming. Look, look, strained calf. I mean, you could do whatever you want with that. I mean, that takes time. That takes well, you need time, and Luca doesn't have time. Um, even if he plays, he's not going to be a hundred percent, and I doubt he's going to be very effective and be able to play that much. Um, as much as Dallas is going to want to, and I'm sure Luca's going to try and throw himself out on the court. Utah is a really good team this year. Don't overlook Utah. I mean, Utah is always that team. That everybody says, okay, yeah, they had a great regular season. Who gives a shit? Because guess what? They're gonna get smacked in the playoffs. And if Dallas and had a, in the and, a, and, and if <laughs> Dallas had a healthy Luca, I'd be saying it would happen in this round. But for that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just gonna be prolonged for one more round. They're gonna beat Dallas without Luca. Um, and Dallas is gonna move on. Look, don't take away what you know, the combination of Mitchell and Conley and Gobert. Um Apparent. I mean, look. There's been a lot of talk over the past couple of weeks that Mitchell and Gobert do not get along, and it's expected <laughs> that you, Mitchell. Have, have you seen the passing numbers? Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> that, I did. Like, yes, I did. The I guy that scores ACL. Yeah, well, Donovan Mitchell turns the ball over more than he passes the ball to Rudy Gobert. <laughs> there was another. There was another stat. Somebody on. It was like 113 and 133 ball distribution split. The guy that had 133 um, balls tore his ACL back in December. And to date, that is Gobert and Mitchell's numbers that are less than the guy that tore his ACL back in December. So, I mean, there's a, but for this series, um, Utah is going to win. They move on to beat Dallas. It's a shame because I I think a lot of people were ready to, ready to look at Luca to see how far he could take this Mavericks team. And it's just, it's not, you know, for better or for worse, it's not going to happen this year. Yeah. Injuries, injuries suck. They're the worst part about sports. Obviously um, you never want to see a player injured, but you know, losing a superstar like Luca, who is carrying this team um, and, you know, they're positioned to have at least like, I definitely think that they could have beaten Dallas uh, or Utah in this round i don't know if they could have had enough juice to get past phoenix next but um yeah no i i, I was curious to see because luca is one of my favorite players as of yet like he really is um just a joy to watch like he he the way he does things and the smoothness of it and the way his vision is just incredible to watch and it sucks that he's not going to be playing and i would agree with you that i mean without him dallas would never they're not even a playoff team they're not a playoff yeah, team. no no um so utah wins that leaves that leaves us with the matchup of Phoenix and Utah and Golden State and Memphis. Um, I, I think Phoenix is going to have a, a pretty easy uh, second round matchup here with Utah. I, I mean, look, Utah may take a game, maybe two, because of how well they play defensively. Maybe you know Booker has an off night, Chris Paul gets shut down, and the supporting cast can't get it done. But in a seven game series. Phoenix should be able to get this thing done rather easily. I agree with you that Phoenix will win. Um, if you're Utah, though, this would be like these series to really like turn the narrative around around mm-hmm. this uh, Utah team. I don't 
know if they'll do it, and I don't think they will because I do think that this Phoenix Suns team is just too good. But if you really wanted to make a statement and say that, hey, we are here, we have arrived, and we are not a joke in the playoffs, this would be the series to do it. Take down the the you know the best team in the NBA record wise and move on. But I mean, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Because the thing is, we've seen it in the playoffs. Even when Donovan Mitchell is going completely off, they still lose. Like they just like Gobert can get run off the court in the playoffs because he can't shoot threes, so he doesn't space the floor enough sometimes. Um, And that's just the fact. And playoff basketball exposes that type of play. Um, and so whether or not his defensive end uh, contributions outweigh how much he can clog up the floor for them, I don't know, because he is, you know, one of the best defenders in the NBA, multiple time defensive player of the year. But um, yeah, no, the Suns, the Suns are on a war path, I think, again, and mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to move through Utah, I'd say in five max maybe six maybe six. That, that and that's what i was saying like look do do does phoenix go cold one night and they're in utah and does mitchell and then, go off for yeah, 55 or something, right. or something crazy, very, you know? very possible but in a seven game series i certainly don't see it in this round um, the best team usually wins a seven game series and that's phoenix usually usually, usually. uh golden state and memphis this is going to be a great series I, I I don't know how else to put it, um, but based on Memphis's youth, and I, I mean they have a they have pretty decent depth depth, um, but Golden State has a little bit more, and I think playoff Steph and playoff Clay back together is a really scary combo that I don't think Ja Morant's going to be able to stop. I mean Ja can only cover one of them, and it, this is going to be. I think a very offensive minded series. I think you're going to see clay putting up 30. You're going to see Steph putting up 30. You're going to see job putting up damn near 40 every night. (coughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But I think golden state, at least defensively with the presence of uh, Draymond green, uh, Kevon Looney, I I think they have a little bit more on the defensive end uh, and they're going to, they're going to do just enough to get by Memphis here. Yeah, this is this might be the hardest one. It's tough. Yeah, no, th- this um, is tough. This is this was tough. I really wanted to go Memphis, but I could I couldn't. Because I, I mean, Memphis is a well built team, and they're playing really well on on. It's not just Ja. Like Ja is obviously the motor that makes it all go. But I right. mean, you got like Desmond Bain out on the on the wing. De- hey, Desmond Bain knocked down threes. Yeah, Desmond yeah. Bain has had a phenomenal season. He's exactly what you want in a shooting guard. But on the other side, you've got Clay Thompson, who has had a pretty good year coming back from his injury. You wonder if if he's lost a little bit of gas from where he was. Also, the fact that they're trying to put well, him well, in. Two torn ACLs will do it. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> no, no, no fault of his own. Um, right. But, you know, and then having Jordan Poole eating away at his minutes. I, I wonder if in the offseason it wouldn't be better to get rid of one of them maybe and like just – just mm. play whoever you're gonna play as long as you want, unless unless you think you're comfortable putting Clay. At, it like, would be tough for at, me to get rid the, of Pool, but it would I be mean, tough for me to get rid of Clay too. That's what I mean. Is like Pool is on the up and up, but like Clay is the guy. Like he's been the guy. Um, so maybe you can play him some minutes at like the forward spot, but he might be a little undersized for that. Oh, but man. in this matchup, damn, I don't, I don't know, man. I think this this can go seven easily. I think again, and. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I give it up to playoff uh, experience, which obviously the Warriors have a lot of. Um, and Steph can just go nuts whenever he wants. So, but on the other side is like, who's going to guard John Morant? I mean, Clay maybe, but if they're going to switch, he can definitely get whoever he wants to pick on defensively, which is probably going to be Curry. Cause let's be honest, Curry is probably the worst defender on their team, which he's not even that bad, but he's not bad. No. I mean, I guess it will come down to if they can stop the rest of the Grizzlies from shooting lights out because Jaw's going to get his. I don't think there's much you're going to be able to do. Um, and the Warriors are one of the best defensive teams. So, yeah, I guess I'll take the Warriors too. I don't want to pick everything that you pick, but I just can't bring myself to pick Memphis either. Not against Steph and Clay and Draymond in the playoffs. I mean. Yeah. Uh, and that that brings us to the Western Conference Finals, <clears throat> Phoenix and Golden State. Um when we did the post-trade deadline predictions of who was going to be at the top, I thought Golden State was going to put it together a little more. Obviously, I didn't have a Steph Curry sprained ankle on my radar. Yeah. Um, but I think what Phoenix has proven is they didn't need CP3. They need CP3 to go as far as they want to go, but they can win without him. And now that they have him back and he has proven that he's healthy – um, Phoenix is on a revenge tour and it's not stopping in the Western conference finals. I mean, clay Steph, Draymond, they're going to do all they can. This is going to be a seven game series six at the, I mean, at the least, I think, um, Phoenix is going to win the Western conference though. Yeah, I totally agree that this is going to be a very, very grueling series. I would think. Um, but I agree with you <laughs> again. Uh, yeah. I, I do think, I mean, I, I said it from the beginning of the year, I think when we asked who do we think is going to be in the finals and I said, Phoenix would come out of the West and I stand by, they are, they have been, are the best team in the league, at least by regular season standards. And we know that they can do it in the playoffs. I didn't believe them last year. I don't think either one of us did. I picked the Lakers to beat him, which in all fairness, I think if Anthony Davis hadn't gotten hurt, that could have been a different story. But either way, they went all the way to the finals. So I was I was dead wrong about them. I'm not doing that mistake again. I think Phoenix makes the finals for sure. Out of the West. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave it there with the Western Conference. And now we're going to head to the Eastern Conference here. But before we do that, I do want to remind our, our listeners that we are sponsored by Mohawk Honda. And this spring is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Same-day check in your hand the day you trade in your vehicle. The new vehicle's inventory continues to roll in at Mohawk Honda. To follow the newest uh, vehicle excuse me, coming in, follow Mohawk Honda on their Facebook, Twitter, and social media platforms. Head over to Mohawk Honda, too, and their Facebook page to find out more about this year's pet adoption clinic, which is scheduled for April 24th. All of Mohawk Honda sales and leasing consultants will work with you to find the best vehicle for your budget and lifestyle. Visit Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York this spring. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I blame my... Uh, word mix-ups on Gaza's uh typos um god god so so we we get all our reads Gaz sends them pretty much weekly or bi-weekly whenever we need to get them and clearly Gaz typed that one up um <laughs> he talking shit he'll pull us off the air 
<laughs> he knows it. I mean, we we have worked with Gaz for a long, long time, and there are very few emails from Gaz that made much sense. Um, we 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 knew the, we knew the basis of it, and Gaz will admit it. Gaz will admit it. Um, type typos are frequent. Uh, we love you, Gaz. Um, that's too funny. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to the Easter conference. Let's go to the Easter conference, Taylor. Um, and obviously this is going to be probably the more interesting conversation. That's why I picked uh, a second. To go yeah. Second. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the one eight seed, which will be my Amy and Atlanta, a nice divisional matchup. Um, look, I like Atlanta. I do. I think I went out on a little bit of a limb as you did to even put them in this matchup. Um, Miami is the one seed, and I, I do think, you know, they have their flaws. Um, but this is also a very well-coached team. That's not a secret. Um, they may hate each other, depending on uh, some of the videos you watch. I mean, Jimmy Butler about to fight Eric Spolster a couple weeks ago, so you question the locker room chemistry a little bit. But this, <laughs> this is a Heat team that... Uh, they have the runaway six-man-of-the-year favorite, Tyler Hero. Uh, they have a secret weapon off the bench uh, in Max Struss. Duncan Robinson is great depth as well. And obviously, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler. This is a good team. This is a deep team. They're a well-coached team, and they don't make many mistakes. Um, and that's where this Heat team, when you look at it, <clears throat> They're one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in all of basketball. They take advantage of that defense and turn it into points on the offensive end of the court. Um, obviously, the conversation is what is their real ceiling in a very deep Eastern Conference. Uh, we'll get to that a little later. But when you're looking at a Hawks team that we already talked about, I mean, they have they have the experience. They have the playoff run. They they went on a run last year. They have the offensive capabilities to, you know, shoot really anybody out of the gym uh, with between, you know, Trey Young and, and the rest of the core there. But I'm I mean, I'm going to take Miami in this one. Yeah, I mean, if anyone is on YouTube, you probably can guess who I'm going to pick in this fucking match. Yeah, no, um, not, not a secret. Not a secret. No, no. I, uh, yeah, you, you said it. Miami's one of, if not the deepest team in the league. Um, they're one of, if not the best defensive team in the league. They are the number one seed and earned it. You do question, like you said, the, you know, almost fight happening uh, on the the sidelines the other night um concerning for sure um but i i trust i hope everyone to put that behind them and just focus on the game at least it was a, a fight between jimmy and udonis haslam and haslam doesn't even play so it's like there's that he, he's not like important to this team in terms of on court chemistry and so as long as jimmy has chemistry with everyone else that's fine um and you know that smolstra is one of the best uh coaches in the league so if anyone can handle it it's him he had to coach you know the heatles in their first uh year so i don't think it can get much more grammatic than that um and he weathered that storm so yeah i think the heat make it out of this round if i think miami will make a deep <laughs> run how deep i don't know but they make it out of the mm. first round for sure 
<clears throat> I agree with you on that. Let's head to the two seven matchup, which is like whoa. Um, <laughs> Boston as the two seed, which I mean, if you would have told me Boston was the two seed uh, come the new year, I would have laughed at your face. I mean, this team looked like uh, lost in the dark and about to blow it up. They face the seven seed Brooklyn Nets. Congratulations for having a great <laughs> second half of the season and ending the season on a thirty one. Uh, and three run. That's the Celtics Ooh, record. Wow. The past thirty-four games, they were Jeez. thirty-one. They ended the season thirty-one and three. So they have That's been not by far not not too shabby. Um, <laughs> they have been by far the hottest team in the NBA. It's not exactly close. They've been a new team since late January. Um, uh, the, look, this is a team that's establishing themselves as the you know one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. However, they did lose Robert Williams. He was one of the best uh, improved players this year in the entire league, a linchpin of their, I mean, if Miami isn't one of the better defensive teams in the league, Boston is. Mm-hmm. Um, without him for at least the first round of the playoffs, that kind of forces the Celtics to rely on a more of a combination of Al Horford, Barf, Daniel Tice, and Grant Williams. Um, look, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, have been leading the charge. Uh, Marcus Smart could end the, you know, uh, you, you know, could end the debate of defensive player of the year. He definitely deserves to be in that conversation. Um, however, they faced the Brooklyn Nets, who, I, look, they overcame their poorest defense with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving back. They're the, you know, two of the most dynamic offensive players in recent NBA history. We don't need to go into what we already know. Uh, let's not even start with Ben Simmons. We're not even going to get there. He doesn't exist. He he doesn't have he he doesn't have a spine. So you know what? He might play. He's not going to play. Stop believing. Stop believing in it. But he I might heard. Play. We've been hearing that for we've been hearing that for three goddamn months, Taylor. Oh, he might play. No, he's not. He doesn't have the balls. He does not have the balls to have his first appearance of the season be in the playoffs. Yes, he does. No, he He doesn't. doesn't. He doesn't if they were playing Philly. No, they're not playing Philly yet. They're playing Boston. He definitely like how I like how you said yet. I like you. I like that. Yeah. Like, yet. <laughs> yet. Either way. Uh, either way. I'm not. I'm, they're not playing Philly. He could definitely maybe come back. Um, this is a Nets He's team. Very like, look, look. They have they have decent depth. They have decent depth. Uh, Bruce Brown has been a nice spark plug for them. Uh, obviously, getting Andre Drummond and uh, Seth Curry in the Harden deal. I mean, they've been nice pieces, but this has been mostly really the play of Kyrie Irving of late, uh, more so than anything. Um, this is a Nets team. Look, I, I I think Robert Williams is going to be sorely missed in a seven-game series against the Nets when you have Kevin Durant on the other side of the court. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Brooklyn to beat Boston here as, as hot as Boston has been as great as Boston is, as the two studs they have in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I'm taking Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant over those two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, once again, will agree with you. It's just like it. I could definitely see Boston winning this, and it, it sure. Would, oh yeah, I, it I would, would shock me. I would love for Boston to win this. So, because you know they have been the hottest team in the league. Um, but 
it, there's a difference when you're playing, you know, a different team every night mm-hmm. as opposed to playing a long, potentially seven game series against one team that is able to make adjustments, um, you know, use different strategies. And it's all a, a chess game at that point, as well as it is execution on the player's part. And again, when you look at it, who has the best player? The Nets, undoubtedly. Kevin Durant is the best player on that court. Second best, possibly Tatum, depending on how Kyrie Irving's playing. But Kyrie can be right up there. And especially in terms of, obviously, offensively, he doesn't provide much on the defensive end, which Tatum does. Um, so there, you can weigh that. But, um, you know, the best three, uh, three of the best four, I think, or two... Two of the best three, I think, are on uh, the Nets because after I, I, if you're not putting Kyrie second, I would put Tatum second and then Kyrie and then uh, Jalen Brown right underneath him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just think that's going to be too much. We already saw what Durant can do nearly by himself last year in the playoffs, and what was that? Oh, nearly take them to the NBA Finals or at least to play in the Conference Finals, I should say. Um, but I think they would have beaten the Hawks. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it took it was a toe length away from almost single handedly. I know Kyrie was there in the beginning, but then he got hurt and James Harden came back, but he was a shell of himself. And so it was essentially Durant leaving that team nearly by himself past uh, the eventual champions. So I do I think that the this Boston team is going to be able to, you know, do anything? Is it no? Their best defender is Marcus Smart. Can Marcus Smart guard Kevin Durant? Absolutely not. I would love to see him try. But Kevin (laughs) Durant can just shoot right over him because he's so much taller than everyone. So, yeah, no, I don't don't see, in my opinion, I think the Nets win this. I think it may be a long series. I could go six or seven even. Oh, it's definitely going to be a long series for sure. Yeah, they're going to get Boston's best. No. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they're going to get Boston's best here. Let's go to Milwaukee and Chicago, the three, six matchup. And uh, look, I have never been a believer of Chicago that much. I, I think I've made that quite clear on this show. And if I I'm haven't, I'm yeah. And if I haven't, I'm going to reiterate now. Um, look, Giannis put up another MVP worthy campaign. He's just going to lose out because I mean, Let's be honest, Joel Embiid's winning it. Um, but I mean, like, this is a Bucks team defending their crown, and they've been just as good, if not better, as they were last year. Um, this is a Bucks team that's good. Uh, Giannis is good in crunch time. Uh, Brooke Lopez is back, who needed surgery back in December. Uh, this is a Bucks team that I think is going to overwhelm a Chicago team that simply doesn't have enough. DeRozan has been great. He is an MVP candidate for some. Um, He's not, you know, any of the, you know, he's not the leading horse in the race by any stretch, but he deserves to be in the conversation. Um, But they couldn't let, I mean, look at Chicago. They couldn't beat the East best, which seems problematic in, uh, (laughs) gee, I don't know, playing the East best, right? Um, Yeah. Chicago finished Taylor one and 14 against the top four teams in the Eastern conference, which would be uh, Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly one and 14. And their one win was against Milwaukee when Giannis didn't even play. So let's not sit here and have the conversation that Chicago belongs in that top echelon of teams. Milwaukee's going to have 
uh, their way um, with with Chicago here. Uh, I, I just don't see a way Chicago wins the series. I, I I I would I would put every last penny that I have in my FanDuel account on the Bucks winning the series, which is a lot, by the way, because I just won five hundred dollars on Scotty Scheffler this past weekend. Ooh, yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. That. I put a twenty-five. I put a twenty-five dollar uh, bet on Scotty the Monday before the Masters, and my boy pulled through. Um, but I, to to my point, the Bucks aren't <laughs> losing the series. They're just not. Yeah, no, I I'm betting a sweep. Um, but I guess I'll give them maybe a gentleman's sweep. It maybe Chicago can win one, but. Um, they're missing Lonzo ball. They don't have him and he is incredibly important, especially to the defense of this team. And so other than that, you have, you know, two scores in DeRozan and, um, and, um, Levine, but you know, Giannis can score enough for the both of them. Sometimes they both score 20 points. Yeah. Giannis can score 40 and he might just do it every night. He can, he's, he's done feats of that nature before (coughs) we know he can. And when you don't really have anyone defensively who can really stand up to Giannis, I mean, who are they going to put on? Laurie Markkinen? Like, ooh, I'm sure Giannis is shaking in his boots at that one. They don't have anyone who can really guard him. And that's not to mention all the other pieces that the Bucks have. I think this Bucks team is going to make a deep playoff run. And it's probably going to start with a sweep of the Bulls. Because the Bulls have proven that they can beat absolutely no one at the top. Like, it's just a fact. They've lost, I think, like 16 games or something to the top teams in the East. And that's... Yeah, they're one and fourteen. That's not gonna cut it. Yeah, they're one and fourteen. Yeah, Yeah, that's not gonna cut it. (sighs) The series I want to talk about. The fourth seed, Philadelphia Sixers against the Toronto Raptors. For some reason, some people think Toronto have a legit chance in this series. Um, They do not. They do not. And I'll explain why, Taylor. I'll explain why. And I mean, yeah, Tybal can't play because he's not vaccinated, which, which, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, the Sixers can't be stopped when Harden and Bede share the court. Since pairing Harden and Bede at the deadline, Philly has outscored teams by 16 points per 100 possessions with their two all-stars sharing the court. That's the second best mark among NBA duos with at least 600 minutes playing together this season. Two, Tyrese Maxey may have won the Ben Simmons trade. Not the Sixers, not the Nets. Tyrese Maxey. Well, the Sixers win because Tyrese Maxey wins. Um, while Simmons waited to be traded, I mean, l- let's go back when, you know, Simmons was sitting there and Embiid was taking this team on his back. Um, Maxey stepped up in his sophomore season. I, I mean, Maxey has been unbelievable. He averaged 17.4 points a game, shot 43% from three. Um, that shooting improvement coupled with, Maxi speed and defensive proudness has made a tremendous fine for the Sixers and has honestly pieced together, in my opinion, the big three for Philly. And you can add Tobias Harris in there, but he has he is more stepped back into a you know kind of complementary role at this point where Maxi has stepped up to be kind of that third piece with them. Um, the sex the Sixers struggle um, in transitional defense since Harden's arrived. Uh, but I, but I, I question whether that's more regular season effort rather than what's going to happen come playoff time. Um, this is a team Taylor that look, 
I picked them after the trade. I said, this is a team that's going to make a run at the NBA championship. This is the season for the Sixers to do it. Daryl Morey went after it for that reason. He saw the wide open Easter conference. He saw the wide open NBA. Um, They have the MVP and Joel Embiid, the scoring title champion this year. Embiid is going to be playing probably all but 10 minutes of each game. You're going to see more of Harden. You're going to see the bench shrink. And this is a Sixers team. When you look at Toronto, now look, let's look at Toronto, right? They've been a great story. They have a deep bench. They just don't really use it often. Yeah, you have Van Vliet, you have Pascal, you have OG, you have Scotty Barnes, and you have Trent. Um, That's that. I mean, that's a great starting five. They've been proven to be very stingy this year. Um, Barnes has been incredible. Um, the fourth overall pick in the 2021 draft uh, could be, I, I, I mean, if he doesn't win rookie of the year, they kind of did the honors to give it to Kate Cunningham because he had a good year and he was the number one overall pick. Mobley I might make it too. Mobley Isn't might, right? I, to, in my opinion, Barnes is rookie of the year. I would give it to Barnes, um, but I just don't think like, look in the, Embiid's mind and most of the Sixers' mind, this is revenge for what happened on the Kawhi prayer a couple years ago. That is still in the minds of a lot of these players, including Embiid. Um, Toronto is good. They might be stingy, especially on the road without Tybal. The Sixers will be shorthanded. Toronto might win a game or two, but I'm taking Philly in this series. Um, yeah, I agree with you that ultimately Philly comes out of here. Um yeah, the reason that people are giving uh, the Raptors a chance, I think, is because of like their defense and how Nick Nurse uh, coaches the team, yeah. um, which he is one of the best coaches in the league, especially on the defensive side. Future Lakers head coach. Down. Maybe. Um, that'd be great for the Lakers, I think. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think that ultimately, when you when it comes down to it, who are the, again, who are the two best players on the court? Embiid and Harden. Yeah. exactly and then after that it's an argument but you know who's in that argument then tyrese maxi like he's still up there uh i'd probably put you know siakam maybe i'd, I'd throw siakam elite maybe i'd put but, og um, probably in, OG in the conversation and it, yeah but but tyrese maxi is right up there like he yeah. is definitely in the, that conversation and i do agree that he's kind of becoming the third wheel uh to this to this trio um whereas Tobias Harris is kind of taking a back seat um, for the most part. Which but, isn't a bad thing. I mean, he's kind of yeah. been playing better since that's happened. Um, yeah, I mean, but, he, I, but I, I digress. The, the, dude has, the dude has a max contract. He needs to step the fuck up. <laughs> 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 but, it, yeah, I do think that um, ultimately the the Philly does take this series. Although it could go six maybe. I could see again two. I wouldn't be surprised. And look, Toronto, like the taken. way Toronto plays, like look, it's they're not going to roll over and play dead if, if they get no. beaten, go down 2-0. They're going to put up a fight. So but yeah. I also didn't even think about the whole revenge for Kawhi's Oh yeah, and and this is this is playing on Embiid's mind. I guarantee you, there is no chance in hell he's gonna he's gonna not think about that. Um, yeah, agreed. so the way our seating goes, and keep in mind they recede, that leaves Miami facing Brooklyn in the second round. Oh man, and uh, a sexy Milwaukee Philly series to boot. Um, Miami and Brooklyn, Taylor. I mean, we talked about Miami. 
We talked about how good defensively they are. They don't have, and you and I have had this conversation before, um, where they don't have like that star, that face of the franchise. Butler is probably their best bet and the kind of the idea of the star of the team. But, um, man, facing Brooklyn, the way Kyrie's been playing lately, the way Kevin Durant's been playing, I worry about Miami here. I do. I worry about as much as I want to take Miami, I think I, I think I'm taking Brooklyn. You're taking uh well, I mean, that's fair. But um wait, didn't we have wouldn't it be them facing Philly because we had Brooklyn getting out of Brooklyn the a seven, uh, Brooklyn's a 7 seed, don't they reseed? I don't think so. The NBA doesn't reseed. I don't think so. Do they? I thought they did. No, because you'd have... No, you stay on your side of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah, so it would be Brooklyn Once and playoffs Milwaukee. Start, oh, that's the NFL. And boy. then Philly, Miami. They're uh, each... Car- okay, so yeah. My apologies. So, so even the, the more fun conversation we're about to have. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes it... <laughs> easy for you. That makes it easy for me. Uh, The Sixers are going to beat the Heat in five. (laughs) Uh, That's easy. (laughs) This is this is where we we, we may disagree. We may disagree. God, I think Miami can give all sorts of trouble to to Philly. I'm sure you think that. (laughs) I mean, if not, if if you're going to pick one defender in the league to defend Embiid, I mean. Bam and Abayu would be on the short list, would he not? Dude's Embiid in the conversation Ode. for defensive Embiid, player of the year. And beat Odes, Bam. Let's stop. Let's stop. I don't. Right there. I don't know about that. I, I. 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 I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree. Are you looking up, up right now? Is that what you're doing? Okay. Well, no. I. I think Miami is super deep. Joel Embiid averages twenty-one to Bam's nine. 11 boards to his six. Bam has him in assists by 0.3, 2.8 to 2.5. Um, yeah, but, but, but Embiid, hold on. Go on. Well, all right. No, no, keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. I'll, so they, they've, they've, they've played 13 games against each other. Embiid uh, is 3-0 and in the playoffs. Embiid uh, has 11 games better than, or than Bam in points. 11 games better in boards seven games better in assists seven games better in steals and five games better than blocks this is per land of basketball.com by the way okay so you said Embiid averages 21 to bam's nine yeah but you're comparing the superstar of your team the offensive juggernaut of your team to these are against each other i know but Bam isn't expected to score 20 points a game. He's only there to provide defense. So, so I'm looking at the boards and beat out boards. The guy too, 11 to six. Okay. Okay. That's what we can talk about. But the, fact <laughs> that he holds, but the fact that he holds a now 30 point per game player to 21 points per game. You don't think that that's a significant drop. That's a sure, nine point drop. Let the, atten- let the attention go to Embiid, and Harden's going to drain ten threes. And you don't like, think Jimmy Butler can hard can guard Harden as well as anyone else in the league, or whoever they put? I would assume they put Jimmy on him at yeah, least I don't some know. Of the time. I don't know who they put on him. Now I that think I think Jimmy, about it, Jimmy think- Jimmy will definitely be on him in spurts, but I think they'll do a lot of switching anyway because they like Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is a 
decent. Lowry's gonna. I mean, he's not, Lowry's he's gonna not be dealing with Maxi. Lowry's you gonna think? be dealing with Maxi. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we can't put. <clears throat> we're not putting like Robinson on him. Robinson. No, that the worst make, defender or one of the Har- worst defenders. Harden would make him barbecue chicken real yeah, quick. But, <clears throat> and then the fact that. Yeah, no, he was. But um, <laughs> I, in fact, they're, they're probably trying to switch on him as much as they can. That Harden will try to get him if if the if the Heat end up switching. I don't know that they'll play much zone, but they're certainly capable of it. But the addition of PJ Tucker is just it makes this team so much more dynamic. And and even Victor Oladipo, the 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 secret weapon on top of the secret weapon, like you know. Victor, I don't see him going out and like being the Victor Aldebo of old, but he's still capable of it. I know it was against, I'm going to bring up the last game of the season, and I know it was against, you know, the bench players or whatever, but, oh. but, but, but 40 points, he can still do it. And we don't need 40 points. We just need him in spurts to do, yeah, you he know, could do it a bunch of, gets a bunch of G League. I mean, you know. Yeah, obviously. I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying <laughs> the fact that he can score 40 points is encouraging. Because if he went up against them and didn't score nearly 40 points, then I might be a little more concerned. But at least, you know, he's capable of doing 40 points. I can I win a 2K. I can win a 2K game on rookie. That doesn't mean I'm going to be able to do it on Hall of Fame. <laughs> No, but if you couldn't do it on rookie, oh. then it would be a real concern. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's like if you couldn't do it on rookie, then, then we'd have a problem. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, um, <laughs> oh god, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I think that it could go seven games, and I could easily see the Heat pulling it out. Um, so I'm gonna say the Heat because I can't. I'm not gonna pick against them against Philly because I think, like I said, I said in the uh, the trade deadline after Harden got traded and whatnot, and we had our predictions. I didn't predict Philly to come out of the uh, East, and mainly I think that they just need more time together. I think at least next year they could really dominate with an entire off season together, James Harden and uh, Embiid. I just don't think that it's their time now. Okay. Agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I'm going to take Milwaukee in this one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like Brooklyn against Miami. I do not. I would not like them against uh, Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is just they, they've they've got that they've got that defending national or national champion defending champion. You, you know, defending you national champion. No, guys. Guys sent us something uh, in our group chat. He said, "I know you guys are taping." And then he, <laughs> yes, players have NBA's... been challenging Ben Simmons in practice, and Simmons's confidence is at an all-time high. He walks around like he's Jordan. <laughs> oh, give me a fucking break! <laughs> God, I feel like God's definitely wanted me to show you that so that he can get your reaction live. Ben, Ben, and Jordan. Yeah. That's exactly who I think about. He, that's the problem. He thinks he's good. He thinks he's that good. And and until he gets humble, the problem is like Joel Embiid and the Sixers were trying to tell him you're not that good. You can be, but you're not right now. The Nets are sitting there. Yeah, Ben, you're that good. Yeah, you you keep doing you. It goes right into his fucking head, man. And he's going to go out there and he's going to have this big ego and then he's going to get humbled by uh, who do they play? Giannis. Well, say Simmons 
Say Simmons comes back for the semifinals. Giannis is going to put him into the ground. He's going to be an advertisement in the he's court. Gonna, he's going to lock him down. He's going to lock I mean, Giannis down. There's there's nothing. There's no, Like, look, what's he going to do? Pass up another wide open dunk and, you know, crunch time in game seven of the series to win it? I mean, if he gives I, it I, to Kevin Durant, then uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but... He had, he had Danny Green wide open in the corner for a three. Guys, <laughs> I'm trying to get. I'm... No, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Milwaukee's going to win this series. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who are actually going to play at a high. Uh, level at an all-star level are going to give Milwaukee all they can have, but Milwaukee is still very, very good this year. Still one of the top three teams, in my opinion, out there in the Eastern Conference. I am going to take Milwaukee to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I again will agree with you um, because I, I do have. It's hard picking against the nets in this matchup because of reasons I stated earlier where you literally I'm done having this net. what if conversation with the nets, right? Like I'm oh, done. I'm I done. But the, the, it's not like a what if that much of a what if from last year. Like they literally were going to beat them and it was centimeters difference to where he if he had just hit that as a 3 instead of a 2 then they would have won. They would have won the game and they would have moved on at least to the conference finals and beaten this Milwaukee team. And this Milwaukee team, you know, they didn't get that much better or better at all. And they lost PJ Tucker and that's a huge blow, at least on the defensive side. But this Bucks team is good. And I think that it's going to go to seven again. Um, But I am going to ride with Milwaukee because... I just think Giannis might be the best player in the world. And I think, again, he's going to just show it again on another trip to the finals. It, that, that's that's what I think is going to happen. I, I think that Giannis and the Bucks have the best, one of the best chemistries, if not the best chemistry in the Eastern Conference, at least. Um, they're a championship team and they know their roles. They know them well. Um, they know that they can trust each other. And so, yeah, I, 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 I think... This is going to be a really hard fought uh, series for oh, Milwaukee, yeah. and I another I, semifinal between the two. Against again, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Nets went. And in fact, I'll be you know hitting myself in the head for not picking them right now. But I just I trust Giannis <laughs> at this point more than I trust like to say Kyrie because like Kyrie hasn't really played and he always gets injured so high likelihood that he'll get injured sometime on this playoff run knock on wood but I mean he's gotten injured a lot especially in the playoffs he has a history of it um so yeah I, I just I can't trust the Nets team and and if Ben Simmons were to come back I don't know that that wouldn't just throw a whole wrench into whatever chemistry they do have um trying to integrate him while playing in a playoff series or multiple playoff series so I don't trust that either, and it it could go horribly wrong for them and destroy all their chemistry that they have. What little chemistry they do have? Yeah, I Kyrie uh, not playing half the games anyway. <laughs> seriously, um, <laughs> all right. We have a different e- uh, Easter Conference final. Um, you have Miami, Milwaukee. I have Philly, Milwaukee. 
Um, Philly for the past couple years have matched up really well with Milwaukee. And that's why I, I, I like the Milwaukee Embiid usually has Giannis's number. If they, I mean, Milwaukee one has a tie. It sucks because Milwaukee actually had the tiebreaker with Philly this year because Milwaukee beat them when Philly played nobody. It sucks. Um, but it came back to bite Philly in the end. Don't rest your stars. Um, and, uh, I, I for years I've liked Philly when they match up against Milwaukee, and I think they continue to match up well. I don't think Milwaukee has the ability to um, shoot somebody out of the gym. They need somebody. They need the dominating physical presence of Chris Middleton and Giannis, and I think MB kind of shuts that down a little bit. Giannis typically does go off against the Sixers, but MB does too. Um, but if you're going to sit here and tell me Brooke Lopez has an answer for Joel Embiid, you're kind of out of your mind. Um, I like the Sixers. I'm taking them to go to the NBA Finals. Like I said, if there's a year for the Sixers to do it, it's this year. Um, I like Milwaukee a lot. I do. Um, but I'm going to take the Sixers. And I have a feel, I mean, you already gave away who you're taking, but um, mm-hmm. I'll let you give your final piece there. This is true because it didn't really matter for me who was on the other side. Uh, I mean, I hate picking against the Heat, but the Heat just have not recently uh, matched up very well against the Bucks. I know that two years ago in the bubble, um, they were able to beat them and move on. Um, but we all know the bubble was weird. I don't discount anything that happened, but it was weird. Um, and then the next season last year, um, the Heat got crushed in the first round against uh, Giannis and the Bucks. <coughs> Right. And so um, with that in mind and with that taste in their mouth, <coughs> Miami did get better adding Kyle Lowry and um, having Oladipo there and having uh, PJ Tucker there is undoubtedly a better team than they fielded last time they played the Bucks. And so I do think that this will be a, another long series. Um, I could see Miami taking a couple games, but ultimately I do think, and as much as it hurts me to say, I do think that, the Bucks are the better team, and I think Giannis is vying to be the best player in the world, and at this point, he will be on the precipice of it um, by going back-to-back into the finals. Um, so, yeah, I think Giannis wins, and if he plays Philly, I still pick Giannis because... or Giannis and the Bucks because, I mean, you're right. The, the answer to Joel Embiid is not Brooke Lopez, and I don't know if they have anyone to slow him down. Giannis may have to play on him a couple times, um, and we'll have to see how that matchup goes. But also Giannis will have to be scoring a lot on the other side. Um, it'll come down to how good Chris Middleton is shooting because, as we la- we saw last year, when he mm-hmm. is on point, when he is on point and he is hot and he is truly that. So well, it gives guy, him that second sometimes guy. The first guy. Sometimes yeah. he he steps up and even is the first of the leading scorer if Giannis is having yeah. an off night or has to do more on the defensive side, which he will have to do a lot with Philly because undoubtedly, like I said, he'll have to switch on to Embiid at least at some points. Um, mm-hmm. So if Chris Middleton is shooting well, which I, for the whole sake of my prediction, I hope he does. Um, he will be, you know, the X factor along with the Drew Holidays to shut down uh, James Harden as much as possible because we do know Drew Holiday is, if not, uh, is one of, if not the best. A lot of his peers say that he is the best perimeter defender in the entire NBA. Um, and so if you're going to have a guy to guard uh, Harden, that's the guy you're probably going to pick where he's going to be on your short list. And so it's going to be a series that Maxi would have. 
um, Maxi would have to step up. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I think Maxi would be a design factor in that series. I mean, if there's um, any one, one person defensively on that team that you can take advantage of, and the starting lineup, it's Grayson Allen and and whoever else they're playing at at the Grayson two guard, at at the two guard. So yeah, I think that yeah. it would have to be a like Maxi might have to carry a little bit on the scoring side. I mean, you know, Embiid's going to get his obviously, and so will Harden. So like it, it'll all and even Tim, out. It's just- Tim Legler said it best this morning. I was driving in and I, and I was listening to um, uh, Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay will. Um, and Tim Legler was on and he said, you can like the difference between a lot of these teams and then what the Sixers provide, you can pen in Joel Embiid 30 and 10 a night. He's not going to, I mean, it's going to be someone else is going to have to step up because you know what you're getting from Embiid. Who's going to step up? Is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Maxi? So that's, I mean, to your point, that's that's what we're going to have to see. So we have well, a two, I, go on. Sorry. Well, I, and that's why, like, I picked the Heat because if I think there's anyone who can, who can kind of slow down and beat a little bit and force everyone else to really step up. Yeah, it's Bam out of Bayou. No, Bam out of Bayou. Oh, excuse and, me. Go back to the Heat. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I it's yep. Bam out of Bayou with the Heat, and then next I would pick Giannis. So that that's why it's like either way. I would I think take Giannis over Bam. I, I don't know. I in my head, I think I've Bam has always... bigger size. More, more, I think he's broader, and that's the only reason I, I picked. I mean, Giannis is you know is strong as hell too so i mean it, it, it's close it's close they're, they're they're neck and neck but that's why i just think philly has to go through both of them i i think and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be hard i think it's just gonna I be hard wait i can't wait for the hawks to upset the heat in the first round um it's not happening it's not happening um before happening. before we get to the nba finals don't forget that the albany empire Kind of hard to believe this is already year two. Uh, their season uh, kicks off at home Saturday, April 23rd. Godzilla Media will be hosting the pregame show starting at 3.30 p.m. live from the MVP Arena. And you can watch it on Godzilla Media's YouTube channel. Go and buy your tickets today at AlbanyEmpireNAL.com as they go and defend their title. Um, NBA Finals, Taylor. The third year, right? Not the second year. Third year. Well, I mean, they tech... lost the first year, and then I think COVID hit, and then no, the NAL is the reboot. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the yeah, reboot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. technically, oh, they yeah, would yeah. be third. But we don't talk about that first season because yeah. they didn't win the championship anyway, even though they should have. But yeah. they'll go back to back. That that team is stacked. They always are. They always find a way. It's incredible. Um, <clears throat> NBA finals. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Phoenix from the West versus either Philly or Milwaukee, depending on uh, me or Taylor. Uh, does it matter? Does it matter to you? It does. It does? Okay. It does. So you have Milwaukee winning it all, huh? I do. I have Milwaukee going back to back. Um, I just – I think Giannis would be the best player on that court – and just like last year, he which he would show everyone uh, he's he'd be absolutely unstoppable, especially against Philly or not Phoenix, Philly Phoenix. Um, they I don't think they have anyone who can really match up against. I mean Aiden, but he, he I don't think he has the strength to deal with Giannis. Um, I think ultimately Giannis and the Bucks go back to back. Uh, I haven't 
gone this far <laughs> and, and and talked the talk this much to just simply say Phoenix is going to beat the Sixers in the NBA Finals. I mean, uh-huh. let let's let's be real. Am I not gonna take the Sixers? No, obviously Come not. On. You took them this far. What are you gonna do? Stop the bandwagon. Bandwagon. Well, bandwagon. let's come on. Get the. You're the driver. Out. You're not a bandwagon fan, but you're a driver, and you'll. Have I'm the driver. I'm the driver. Cars. I'm the driver of the Sixers train. Uh, where <laughs> Philly will never be a bandwagon. Too many people hate us to ever jump That's on a fair. bandwagon. I Philly. know some people who don't care about, you know, how the fans are. Maybe they would. I know. There's ben always Simmons. bandwagon. There's I know Ben Simmons cares a lot. No I know Ben anyone. Simmons cares a lot about what we think. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Little, yeah. Little pussy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he thinks you're all really mean. Yeah, we're all really mean. Alec Bohm apparently feels the same way. Third baseman oh. for the Phillies saying, I could hate this place after he made his third goddamn error and we started booing him. Sorry, maybe you're a professional baseball player and need to play basketball. Basketball. Um, Some people want the fans to support them even when they're at their lows. If you don't, step the if, hell you, up. if you don't love me at my lows, then how can you love me at my highs? We, if you don't think we tried to back Ben Simmons at his lowest of lows, you know. Oh no, was I'm not talking about ben, ben Simmons. He was. You gave him the old college try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we I'm, did. I'm talking about your your Philly, your Philly team or your Phillies, but uh, who, who who have been absolutely hammering <laughs> down the Mets, which has been just. Beautiful. No, um, NBA finals. Trying with Ben Simmons. Um, NBA finals pick. You have the Bucks. I have the Sixers. The process finally comes together. We trust, and Sam Hinkie will become a martyr for all <laughs> eternity for starting. And then Joel Embiid will finish the process. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And I'm going to win $700 because I put a $25 bet in before the the James Harden trade that the Sixers were going to win the title. I'm sorry you're going to lock it in. Lock it in, baby. Um, That's what people said when I put in for Scotty Scheffler this past weekend, too. Yeah, but no one. I'm sure many people were saying, no, Scotty Scheffler is not going to do it. I think you're. I just sense a. I just sense a little bit of jealousy from you. That's I'm not all. jealous. The, I mean, I I have jealousy. You won money. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. not. I'm not jealous about Philly. Yeah, I wish you would have uh, 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 sent it my way. I'm now. I'm not a golf betting guy, but like no. I would have. If you told me, yo, throw down, I'd be like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple loose ends before we uh, hop on out of here. Um, Reminder, Godzilla Media will be live this year for the NFL Draft at Iron's Edge at Boston Spa Country Club, so a new place for the NFL Draft Party. Join Godzilla Media live on location starting at 630 and throughout the entire first round. Enjoy great drink specials, food, football fans, and more Thursday, April 29th. For more information on the upcoming draft, Broadcast, continue to watch and listen to Godzilla Media shows this month as we release more information. Taylor, I know you and I uh, will be uh, doing some guest spotting there. Um, I'm sure you will be next to me for the entirety of it as the Eagles have their two picks and the Colts have none. Um, big, yeah, big so night for, for the first round of the draft. Big, big, big. <laughs> big. I give a shit about this fucking draft. <laughs> <laughs> 
know, like I said, I'm excited to see like other things that are happening uh, around the league. Obviously, I mean, this I'm is excited, this is one of the more important drafts in recent memory for the Eagles. Uh, it's going to be How exciting. We better not fuck it up. How we better not fuck it up. No, I don't, have any, I don't have any faith at all that he won't. But you know, you know what? Last year was better, and he see there seems to be a plan now. There seems to be a plan. And we're going to uh, we're going to trust in that plan because that's all we can do, Taylor. Well, Devontae Smith, um, I think, was an easy option, but yeah. easy pick. Well, well, I mean, what but... he's been able to do to kind of move himself around the draft board. I mean, he he dra- he traded back and still got his guy in Devontae Smith. So, um, and whatever the Saints, it's going to be interesting to see the Saints. Apparently, they're really high on Mal- uh, Malik Willis and uh, Kenny Pickett. So we will see what happens there. Uh, the Colts have nothing, so we don't have to talk about that. They have Matt Ryan. Hey, they could uh, trade off at any point. You never know. They yeah, could pop their way into the first round. Doubt it, but they could. They sure you could. They sure could. Maybe they'll, you know, they sure could. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then this is uh, no show next week, as I will be in Puerto Rico for my way. Uh, so no show next week. And then we will be back in two weeks. Um, we will do our, uh, NFL draft preview talk NBA playoffs. Cause the first yeah, round will be over by, yeah. we'll be in the thick of it there. Um, first round will be over with it at the very least then. Um, and then, uh, that Thursday we will see everybody at iron's edge for yeah. the NFL draft party. Oh yeah. Gonna be a fun time. Fun time and a great time. A um, lot of lot of drinks get poured at those draft parties, so make sure you have a DD. Um, <laughs> other than that, I got nothing. Trust the process. Am I right? All right. I, no, you're not right. Let's go heat. Let's just put that out there, and let's get out of here because the Brooklyn-Cleveland game is going on right now. Yeah, and the Phillies and the Mets are on. So we are out of here. The Phillies and the Mets. Enjoy. God, I, I really do hate you. I really do hate you. It's incredible. Um, everybody, enjoy the next two weeks. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, and uh, we will catch you in two weeks. Uh, right here, Sports with a Z and a T for Taylor. I am Bryce. We are out of here. Find us on Spotify, uh, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate, you share, uh, spread the wealth. And we will catch you in two weeks. See ya. Tell your mama. Tell your grandma. See ya. On that note, (laughs) uh, we'll see you in two weeks.